My brothers and sisters in the Lord, as we gather in this church on this Palm Sunday of the Passion of the Lord, I'm reminded of the words from the gospel that we heard proclaimed at the beginning of Mass, from that first Palm Sunday. That first Palm Sunday, my brothers and sisters, in which there was a lot of excitement. They were throwing their cloaks on the ground. They were waving palm branches. They were singing songs, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus was coming into the holy city. My brothers and sisters, it sort of reminded me of a parade. And certainly, my friends, we are very familiar with how to do parades. But there was great excitement for the king had arrived. And there was one line, my brothers and sisters, in that gospel that really struck me this year. It was right at the end. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. They were sort of saying to Jesus, tell those people to have a little more decorum. There's too much partying, there's too much excitement here. Rebuke them. And how does he respond? I tell you, if they keep silent, the stones will cry out. The stones will cry out. My brothers and sisters, start using your Catholic imagination. Can you imagine the stones crying out, giving praise to God? And I'm not talking about Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. They cry out. Some call it music. I call it shouting. But these are inanimate objects that are crying out, giving praise to God. Even the stones will cry out. And I began to wonder, my friends, what would the stones cry out? What would they say? And using that Catholic imagination, I just want to share with you three very brief thoughts as we enter into this most holiest week of the church's year. Maybe one of the things that stones would cry out would be something like, behold your king. For Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Now, my brothers and sisters, their excitement was a little misplaced because they were looking for an earthly king. Someone to throw off the rule of the Roman government. But the stones would cry out, behold your king, he who is the suffering servant. For the last will be first, and the first will be last. Do we recognize the Lord as King as we gather here in this church? I'm reminded of reading a little story somewhere in a news article of a man who many years ago was invited to the White House. He was going to the White House to meet the President. And he was bringing with him his two young boys. I don't know, they were like maybe six and seven years old. And when they arrived on the White House grounds, the two little boys saw some squirrels playing. And they were so excited about the squirrels. They were on the White House lawn. So eventually the man was brought in to the Oval Office with his two sons. And he meets the president. And he's trying to introduce his boys to the president. And what do his boys do? They look out the Oval Office window and they say, Dad, look at the squirrels on the lawn. They weren't interested in the president. They weren't interested in the Oval Office. They weren't interested in the White House. They were fixated on the squirrels. Now, certainly, my brothers and sisters, the president is not God. But we are reminded that oftentimes, my brothers and sisters, when we come to worship, are we focused on the king? Are we focused on Jesus? Do we listen to his word? Are we focused at this altar? Are we more concerned with the squirrels? what this person's doing, what that person's doing. Did you see what Miss So-and-So's wearing in church today? She's too old to wear that. I mean, we see all kinds of things are going on in our minds. 
but the stones would cry out, he is the king. I think the second thing they would cry out is, behold your savior. Because certainly, my brothers and sisters, we cannot save ourselves. We're in need of a savior to save us from sin and death so that we can experience the glory of the eternal kingdom. Do we behold the king? Do we behold the savior? And lastly, my friends, maybe the stones would cry out, give your heart to the Lord Jesus. Give your heart to the Lord Jesus because we can say that Jesus is king. We can say that he is our savior, but if we don't allow him to rule over our heart, if we don't allow him entry into our heart, all of those things, my brothers and sisters, do not make a difference in our lives. Because so many times our heart is filled with other things and the Lord is trying to get in and we keep shutting the door or we keep filling our heart with other things and so the Lord is being pushed further and further out. And so maybe the stones would cry out, give your heart to the Lord. Let him build inside of you that beautiful temple so that he may dwell. I close with one of my favorite sections from C.S. Lewis. He writes this. Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains correct. He's stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew those jobs needed to be done, and so you're not surprised. Those sins you are working on, those faults and failures that you know you need the Lord's help with. But then, he starts knocking on the house in a way that starts to hurt a little bit and doesn't seem to make sense. What on earth is Jesus up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing up a new wing over here, putting on an extra floor over there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were going to be made into a decent little cottage. But Jesus is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. My brothers and sisters, how many times is that true in our life? All we want, Lord Jesus, make me into a duplex. Lord Jesus, make me into a double. Give me a one-story. Give me a two-story. But Jesus wants to build a palace so that he can reside in our very hearts. Give your heart to the Lord. I think the stones would cry out. I remember my brothers and sisters many years ago asking one of our school students or sitting with some of our school students and asking the question, what would you do What's the first thing you would do if Jesus was coming to your house? And one little girl, she was all excited and she said to me, if Jesus was coming to my house, the first thing I would do is tell my mother she better clean up quick. Because <laughs> it's some dirty. Well, my brothers and sisters, I think the stones would cry out, behold your king, behold your savior, and give the Lord your heart. Is there anything that needs to be cleaned up so that the Lord Jesus can build a palace within us?